Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to OK But Hear Me Out, a podcast to save the world. This episode is going to be another round of relationship questions from our listeners via emails, DMs, and social media. But this time, I'm going to be joined by our co-host, Lindsay, as she gives a woman's view on things and shares some advice from her own personal experiences. We hope you like the episode. Thanks for listening and enjoy. So I'm here with Lindsay. We're going to answer a couple of these questions together, get her point of view on things. The first question comes from S. Um, and one of the questions is, how important is it to know your partner's love language and being able to love them the way they actually feel and experience love? Uh, I am such a strong believer in the love languages. Um, I actually learned about them when I was in college. So about like seven to 10 years ago. Um, and I would say like, as far as the answer to this question, it is 100% important. Um, cause so, so first of all, the five love, love language languages, the five love languages, <laughs> that we have. So there's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and then physical touch. So if for those who don't and know, pizza. and then pizza, oh, but for those who don't know, you know, every person has a love language. And just to put it in simple terms, you know, I could, I as a person could really appreciate when someone verbally tells me that they love me or verbally tells me, you know, that they appreciate me, um, which that would fall under the category of words of affirmation. But then my partner <clears throat> might not care so much about words, but he or she might, you know, care more about the physical touch. Like they would, they want more of handholding and actually kissing and, cuddling and things like that and that matters more to them so when it comes to this question i think it's really important to know their love language because you could be if i am you know looking for words of affirmation and i i tell my partner how much i love them all the time because that's the kind of love that i want to receive is is the words if that's not their love language or their top love language, that won't matter to them. And then they won't understand and they'll probably feel unappreciated because they're not getting the physical touch that they want or they need. Which, and then if you even break it down and you look into it more, just humans in general love the way that they want to be loved. So if I want to be loved with words, I will also love in words and tell people that I love them. Um, which not everybody's like that. So that for me, yeah, that's a hundred percent important is to know that about the other person and not, not even just romantic relationships, but like I had a friend, um, a roommate in college where, um, her number one love language was acts of service. So she really, really appreciated when people would do things for her. And I, that didn't matter to me because I'm always doing things for other so for me i'm just like oh like i don't i don't need to see you know love that way i just care about you know blah 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 but once i you mean so out like like way, like if let's say alberto came home and he cleaned the whole place and did the chores you're like cool it, it like it wouldn't that wouldn't impact you as much as so the, the other yeah so five to ten years ago when i was in college living with that roommate it didn't matter now that I'm in a relationship with Alberto, it has definitely my love languages have definitely changed, and I would say acts of service is actually now probably in my my top two. Um, so with Alberto, 
if he were to do those things that you said he would do, um, that would be top notch, hundred percent. Like you're, you know, the love of my life. If you do that <laughs> for me. Oh, okay. okay. So you know, it's not like oh, my love language is love language is you know physical touch and that's it. It's nothing else. No, it's you can you'll you'll still have all five love languages. It's just that you know there'll be one ranked higher than others. Um, so, and I think that changes depending on, you know, your friendships versus your, um, like, love relationships um, versus family. Like, I think that changes. Um, at least for me, it does. And, like, some things might be higher than others. So, at the time with my roommate, she definitely appreciated, you know, acts of service. And I didn't know that at the time. But when I learned that about her, then I realized, oh, okay, you know, let me... Uh, when I vacuum the house, I'll just also vacuum her room too. And then she'd get home and she would really appreciate that. And she would just like, you know, be really grateful and really thankful. So would you say that, that, that it's not so much a love language so much as just like a, a language like that, that's like these, this, these are the, the methods of behavior that I appreciate. Like, it's, it's not necessarily because, you know, like you and your roommate weren't like in a loving relation. You weren't girlfriend and girlfriend. You know what I mean? Right. But right. But because we were roommates, we were definitely it. it is definitely still some type of relationship. It's still it's still a type of friendship. Um, and because, like I said, how you can categorize your relationships. Relationship doesn't always have to be sexual. It doesn't always have to be love. It can be friendship, it can be family, you know, what have you. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, so... So it's more of a relationship lang language. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to specify it as a as love language, I guess, if you didn't want to. But I know that's just what whoever, you know, created it, you know, titled it as. And I think they just titled it because, um, I mean, we could dive more into, like, what is love and whatnot. But I think what they were intending in the love languages and creating it is just... You know, there's five things that each person has and, you know, either wants slash needs in order to make a relationship kind of function, you know, health in a healthy way instead of unhealthy. Um, and, and like I was saying in the beginning, it's very natural for people to love in the way that they want to be loved, loved because th that's all they know. And, and that's just like immediately what they think. Um, but I, I believe that when people understand love languages and understand that other people have different needs and different ways of expressing their love and different ways of accepting it and, and, um, like identifying love, then that I, to me, that makes relationships way more healthy. Cause like I said, in, in that example, you know, my, my roommate at the time, was very into acts of service that was her top love language so when i realized that that was her number one love language i would vacuum her room with for her and in, in including the house and she was just super grateful and loved it and then i had another roommate who her number one um love language was words of affirmation so every time i would leave for class she'd go bye i love you and i'd go okay bye and then she'd be insistent like i love you like she needed to hear those words from me to just feel like better and just to feel, you know, validated and whatnot. So what what would you say to people who like, for, for instance, you, you know, the grandma and grandpa, they've been together for uh, like 800, 800 years, 900 yeah. years, give or take. I think it's eight, yeah, 850. And then um, 850, like, yeah. So they clearly love each other, right? <clears throat> and they've been through highs and lows and a bunch of stuff. But even through all this time, grandpa still doesn't communicate with grandma's love life. like i think he's bought her flowers once in her whole life i think maybe twice right like mm -hmm. grandma really loves gifts and yeah. affection and showing things and yeah. grandpa is the polar opposite of that um whereas grandpa is probably more of like you know if you yeah. if grandma were to stand outside and hand him tools while he was fixing the car wrench wrench three-fourths three-fourths pliers pliers you know not, uh crescent okay cool like that that would be how it is so they they don't what would you say to someone 
in a relationship who they love person a loves person b but person a is just not capable of communicating or showing person b that love language like what, what would you it's it's like uh yes i love the person but i just don't i don't know how to i don't know what what what, what were the four languages again it was yeah words. so it's um physical touch words of affirmation um gift giving or like receiving gifts um acts of service yeah uh yeah acts of service and quality time um but yeah i, I get your question so to me um if you love that if you love that person you you'll put in the effort to give them what they need um and there's been there's been plenty of times where like i've given that advice to to friends too and then even to myself where if you're with a partner and they can't meet your needs then you shouldn't be with them um and there's a clear difference between what you need and what you want so it's like yeah i want flowers and you know they don't give it to you, they don't give you a flower every day it's like okay but if i if i need you know a, a flowers like on my birthday every year or something i know this is like a stupid analogy but if i need that just to to function and to be happy and to like have like a you know a healthy relationship or whatever then my partner should recognize that and be able to provide that see now and, and i think that is where the, the i think you're you're circling on the bullseye of like that is the main point of friction that happens in yeah. between two people is that the the, the 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 understanding between need and want because person b yeah. can say dude i need you to acknowledge like our anniversary or i need you yep. to say i love you before you leave but the other person is thinking no that's just what you want you don't need it you'll survive you will live i'll see you tomorrow everything's fine the bills are paid i love you we have a child it's fine so yeah. it's it's that uh it's 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 the discrepancy of of want yep. versus need and then of course the, the other difficulty is maybe the person who says they need it how do you know if they're just being they're just being ridiculously needy and they don't actually need right. they just so i think that's where it comes into play of like how two people kind right. of that's figure thing. That out. yeah it has to be a need is definitely something that you have to communicate with the other person and obviously like you said it has to be reasonable like i said it's not going to say it's not going to be oh i need you to give me flowers every month like that's dumb obviously but it's like so for example, actually like a real life example, I was talking to Alberto maybe like a couple months ago and I was telling him like, what was I saying? It was kind of similar to this, how, how I said, you know, I like appreciate you, blah, 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 whatever. But, and I said, but for me, <laughs> excuse me, for me, I appreciate when you like tell me verbally that you appreciate me and that you're grateful for something that I did. And I said like, cause when I spend all day cleaning the house, you know, scrubbing the toilets, doing the dishes, all this stuff. And then you come home and just sit down and play COD. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I, you know, I, I get that's your time. I was like, but I need you to at least like verbally tell me, hey, like, you know, thank you. Like he'll play COD and like, yes, because he'll, he'll, you know, be playing COD and I'm like, you know, waiting a couple hours and then we go to bed and I'm like, so did you notice the house? He's like, yeah. And that's when he says it. He goes, yeah, babe, it was clean. It smelled really good in here. You know, I saw you did the dishes. I'm like, well, why couldn't you tell me that when you first walked in? Like, why do you, why do I have to like say something first? Excuse you, sir. Why do I have to say something first before, you know, you say it? So we had like that, ha you know, it happens all the time and he's a guy. So I get that he doesn't, you know, recognize or, or you know, see things before me you know, for me, but so I had to tell him, like, I need you to verbally tell me that, like, tell me thank you, because then then I know, like, you appreciated what I did and that, you know, the things I do is good. Because, like, if you don't appreciate that, I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to do, you know, <laughs> the work or whatever um, if you don't like what I'm doing or something. So uh -huh. he was like, OK, yeah, you know, so he's like, OK, yeah, I, I get it, you know, and and, you know, since that conversation, he's been good about. You know, like I said, you don't have to realize it, but when you do realize it, verbally tell me. Like when you do see something, then tell me. Don't just kind of like be quiet and in your head like, oh yeah, house looks good, but don't verbally say it because I can't read your mind. 
So that was like something for me that I like needed from him to to be like, okay, like he likes when the house is clean just as much as I do. Cool, you know, go for it. Um, it's kind of like when a girl him, gets her, she spends two hundred dollars in her hair, and then she goes, "Do you notice anything?" And yeah, it's like got like it's not that we don't love you. It's not that we don't think you're beautiful. It's just that like we're in a card, but we're in a difficult spot because we know that you're you you're looking for that kind of confirmation of the yes. effort and the money and the time and the energy that you put into whatever. And if we don't get it just right, we're like fuck that. We're gonna think we don't that we don't appreciate what you do when we do. And yeah, it's right. it's like one of those moments. So, so like. Yeah, I'm sure he likes the place clean, but he, he needs to, you know. To, to tell me. And I told him, because yeah. he told me, he was like, well, sometimes I don't, you know, I don't realize, <laughs> excuse me. He's like, sometimes I don't realize that you did it or, you know, I don't spot those things, like you said, because, like, you know, I'll get my eyebrows done. I'm like, you like my eyebrows? He's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even see, you know. They're so, still on your face. Yeah. So Congratulations. It's like, I, I get all that. So for, so me, you know, helping him, I'll verbally say what I did. And then he'll verbally say, you know, yeah, it all looks nice. I like this and I like that and, and whatnot. Um, and even stuff like with the house, how, you know, if I rearrange something or whatnot and I ask for his opinion, like I told him, I really appreciate if you actually give me your opinion and, instead of like saying, you know, oh, it looks nice. Like, tell me what you want or what you like or what you prefer, what you think would be better. Cause sometimes your thoughts and your opinions and you know might be better than what i think is going to work you know and so but hey um, but i will say you also and i've i've run into this too in my relationships sometimes you women have got to understand you've got to understand this very 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 important piece of information sometimes not always but sometimes we really don't care but like sometimes <laughs> sometimes all the options you're giving us do look great and sometimes wherever you put the dresser wherever the lamp goes is fine we don't we like some sometimes we, which is why it's like should we go here should we, should we hang this here well, what about this face in the sun what like it's we we appreciate everything you're doing and also it, it, it it's it, to us it looks lovely no matter what like it's, yeah. it's fine. Like so, we, so we approve me, and love all of your decisions equally, but women are looking for like the, the tip top to absolute best. Um, and it's yeah. hard as a guy is because for like, I just, trust me, it, this, you're not, you don't understand this, but all options are the same and they're all great. And it's very hard for some people to like understand that, but it's like, no, really it's true. Yeah, well, no, yeah. So for me, when it comes to, a designing opinion no i don't even ask him and i just say do you like it once i do it because i because like you said i know he doesn't care yeah, i care yeah. but i know he doesn't care but when it comes to something as far as like uh like dimension wise or like will this fit here or you know do you think broly will be able to get out of this like the practicality you know? of something yes the practicality then that's when i'm like asking for his opinion and that's when i sure, tell him like sure. I, I do truly need your help and opinion because some like you like i said you might have an idea that didn't cross my mind yet <laughs> but um yeah so that so I, I think there's just certain things as far as the love languages go that you i think it's super important because it ties into just communicating too because you could just say well yeah you like this and this but it comes down to communicating with your partner you know, understanding what they need, even what they want. Cause when they, if they want something or if you want something, that's not bad either. You just want it. So then, you know, say it. Um, but what, whatever their love language is, just keeping that in mind, not necessarily that you have to do it every day because, you know, like me and Alberto are polar opposites. So if I had to do what he needed and wanted every single day and vice versa, we would both be exhausted and we would both be, you know, burnt out. So at least just, just, and you would you know, be amazing at COD. Yeah. So just keeping it in mind for your your partner of, of what they want or need. And, you know, instead of if your partner isn't into, you know, physical touch and you're, you know, always holding their hand, then just every now and then let go of their hand and then say it instead. Or, you know, something <laughs> like just try to keep it in mind. Just try to, uh, that would be my advice, is just always 
trying to think it's like about watering it a plant. You don't just stand there with the hose over it 24-7. But you know, just once a day, <laughs> yeah. once every other day you go, walk by. Nice. Turn it into the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. Just like keep in mind what they what they want and what they appreciate more because a lot of the times they don't understand the way that you know you show love and vice versa so now should the other person who says this is what i like this is what i need should how much should they also understand the capabilities of the other person like if oh, they go the if they go like hey i need i need xyz and the other person goes the best i can give you is is x and y like should they yeah. go okay well then you're not giving me all three like how much yeah like leeway i don't know yeah, how that much just slack that just depends yeah. on the person it depends on how how much their their needs are you know 100 needs because it, it not not everybody is perfect no one's gonna say oh you need xyz okay i will give you x y and z 24 7. you know no one's no one's perfect like that but <laughs> Just depending on your relationship, if you're able to to accept what they can give you, then, you know, that's okay. Like, so for like that world, real world example with Alberto and I, when I would tell him, hey, like, I need you to do this for me. Like, okay, something simple, like making the bed in the morning. I told him, I said, I know it's something so stupid, but for me, I need the bed made because when I come home from work, and the bed is made, it just makes me feel 10 times better. 100% dude, yeah. You know, just because it's like, oh, okay, the room, like even if the room's not clean, it looks like the room's clean. So I told him, you know, I know it's something stupid and you can, if you're running late, you can just pull the covers over the pillows. Like just. It's just having a, it's, 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 it's such an aesthetic mental trick of just having yes. a big blank empty rectangle in your room and it just, it has it has a, a, such a clearing effect an uncluttering effect yeah. on your mind and you just exactly. feel like okay i can just flop on this or lay something down and this yes this, yeah, this big my, open thing of nothing of, yeah 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 so i told him like i know it's, it's stupid but i need the bed made like every morning and he was just like okay yeah i'll do that and i would say since that conversation the bed is made probably like 80 percent of the time there'll be like maybe two days of the week that it's not maybe three and just those days i'm like okay like you know he was just running late today he had a bad day it's fine and i just make the bed real quick when it ha when it happens every day and it's not made every day then that's when i bring it up again i'm like bro can, can we and then he's like yeah i know i'm sorry but you know whatever his thing is but that's just so it just depends on the person it just depends on the relationship and what the need is like it, i don't know there there could be very serious needs that somebody wants that they they need a hundred percent you know of the time and then that would just depend on their partner and like i said if they can give it to them and if they can then kind of deciding that but like in my example it's like okay i can accept you know 80 percent of the time that the bed is made and then you know that other 20% okay then I'll, I'll have to make it if he isn't able to do it or you know whatnot so it just it just depends it just depends on that person and and you know and then on the other person like in Alberto's side it's like he I would hope he remembers and realizes how much it means to me that the bed is made and that he does really try to make the bed you know when he can so it depends I guess but I really love that question it's such I I I love the love languages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty important. It's, and it's they're they're they things are. that we weren't really taught growing up. I think it's, it's Yes. I mean it's it's not a new concept. I mean you, it goes back to, you know, the agape and those four, you know. But um mm -hmm. I think it's being modernized especially and weaved into the uh was it the Enneagram? Um, yes, the Enne yeah, Enneagram and, and Myers-Briggs and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, everything's kind yeah, of being I, weaved together into categories yeah. that are just easily <laughs> mentally digestible. No. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Ever since learning those in college, they're, those are all my favorites. Just because I'm, I'm actually also not really... I'm not great at self-reflection. Like, I'm not great at thinking about, like, who am I? Or what, what do I like? Or I've never really, like take the time to think about myself in that way so having those personality tests the Myers-Briggs and you know love language all those things it's nice because I you know you take the little quiz and you read about it and you go oh yeah that is me or yeah I do like that and mm -hmm. so 
so it, it, it's nice I, I yeah I, I love like that it because question. it's and like it people have been using fucking astrology <laughs> and zodiac signs and crystals and essential oils and all these random ass things to like try to be like no this is my color this is my aura and da, da, da. and it's all bullshit because it's not based on anything now but the thing is what they're doing is like in like horoscopes what, what what they're doing is they're grasping at something to define them and explain them and like uh, draw a line around who they are so they can get a, a sense of shape and size of, of who they are inside, right? Like they're, they're define themselves so they can go about their day and move forward with that. Um, yeah. So like, so I, I understand the need to reach out to the, 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 to, to like, to, to call psychics or palm reading or look at crystals or astrology and horoscopes. I, 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 I totally get the need for that. Um, mm. But when you have like these these actual Myers Briggs things that are based in science and actuality, and you get to like the biology and physiology of things, and then like love languages, which is just a proven thing, like I, that's a much more substantial um, foundation and base to build your personality and understand yourself on, and then go forward from there. I think you can get a lot more mileage out of that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Going like, oh god, I'm such a rising Virgo, but this guy here, he's uh, he's a Scorpio, <laughs> like he's a definitely a Cancer. When when what yeah. time was he born? What time was he born? He was born four p.m. <laughs> four? Oh yeah, no, don't do that. All Chads are, are born at four. Four was was it a rise? Was it a crescent moon? It was a crescent moon. Yeah, don't do that. It no, <laughs> like that kind. It's of, like Jesus Christ, dude. Like you can't. Yeah. So. These tests and, and the love languages and things, um, I, I, I fully, fully, fully put stock in. Yeah, um, same. Because two partners can understand each other far more using this than like right. crystals, you know? Right. Because even before love languages, I mean, like how you brought up grandpa and grandma, you know, I'm sure obviously they didn't have these tools. They didn't have love language. They, I'm sure they don't know anything, but you could very, you know, much simplify it to just like, oh, you like going to movies? All right, let's go to the movies, you know, like so simplify. But that but the love languages just puts it down, you know, very specific and categorizes things that are, you know, a little bit more easier to understand. And for, you know, relationships nowadays and modern, and, you know, modern times, I just think it's nice because it just, you know, lets you kind of. I don't know, make the relationship a little bit more clear and it makes communicating a lot easier, especially when if you're with somebody who's not that great at communicating and, you know, gives them a little bit easier outlet to kind of explain things or explain why they like the way they, you know, the things that they like and things like that. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, like it. it, it gives both parties just some, <laughs> some easy dots to connect. And then yes, once you have that, it just comes down to effort. Like, how much do you yeah. want to see the dots connected and see the picture? That That's up to you. Exactly, because honestly, once you know the love languages, then it's up to you to, you know, realize that and then kind of put it into practice. So you would say, so to answer the question, you would say it's important. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, 100%. I think it's extremely important. But on top of that, it's even more important, like we just said, to actually, like, put it into use and you know both you and your partner kind of work on it so next question is is sexual intimacy as important as mental intimacy so coming from a 28-year-old <laughs> female in the United States, um, or 27, I would say yes. Yeah, I think any part, as far as intimacy goes, I think, you know, back in the day, people just thought intimacy is sex, is sexual. Um, but I think nowadays and like, especially with my generation, if not also the generation, you know, younger generation from me, um, I think it's, which it's, it's good. Um, I think it's being more well known as far as, um, you know, 
mental illnesses, having, a you know, just taking care of your mental health in general, I think has become a huge thing, which I think is great. Um, so as far as mental intimacy goes, I obviously think that's just as important as, you know, sexual intimacy, if not even more. Um, cause I'm a firm believer in the fact, you know, I don't think that you can find, I don't know, I guess you can find someone sexy without, you know, knowing them or whatever. But I think at least for me, it's hard to actually be into somebody if I'm not into them, like in their actual like brain and their, their mind, you know, it's like, yeah, someone could be hot, but I'm not going to be with them if they're dumb or if they're, you know, there's nothing up there. So I don't know. I, I, I would say yes to that question that both, both are just as important. See, I, I want to say they're both equally important. Um, because you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, sex is, is, is the most important part of it in, in you know, on, in, at the beginning of this thought arc. Um, and, and the reason why I start that way, and I, I, and, but, but don't end there, but I start that way is because <clears throat> if you take two people and they get along, they have the same like sense of humor, they cry on each other's shoulders on, 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 on bad days, you know, they, they hang out all the time, they laugh at the same jokes, they have inside jokes, um, a, guy, a guy and a girl, um, like they help each other move or whatever. Uh, they they, they, yeah. they go they spend time you know at the beach just reading or whatever or they you know they you know one is sick and you know or one's in the hospital so they visit whatever but there's zero sexual attraction well they're just friends mm -hmm. that's it that's all they will ever be if, if you don't sex is the one thing that pushes it over the top into something else right whereas the inverse is let's say two people that absolutely just hate each other they can't stand each other um they don't like each other's friends and like each other's families that they, they they don't like each other's musical tastes or but they have crazy sexual chemistry where all of it's just sex or well, oftentimes that ends up being a relationship not a good one and it doesn't last but it's a relationship so but i would disagree what do you mean how because you have people that are asexual. Yeah, no, I'm just talking generally speaking. There's always, of yeah. Well, what, what you're bringing up is kind of what I was, where the end of my arc goes. Okay, okay. There's one, there's always exceptions. So I, basically whenever I talk about things like this, I'm just talking about just generally speaking. General, like man, woman, Adam and Eve kind of thing. Yeah, just the, the standard, like the most common dynamic of a relationship yeah. okay. is a hetero okay. man and a hetero woman whatever yeah okay yeah um so of course there's always different stuff <clears throat> but then yeah. kind of like what you were saying you get to these exceptions of like you see like um like a marine come back from war and he has he's completely paralyzed and obviously no no wiring is connected down there and they're not able to have sex but like they still love each other you know what I mean? They're still, they're, they're, they, in fact, a lot of times, or, or like the woman, uh, a woman uh, loses her legs or whatever, or she can't, whatever, but the man still proposes and they live together happily ever after. And obviously no sex is, no sexual intimacy is involved. So obviously love can thrive without sex, right? Yeah. So. You, but for how long though well a lot of times uh, th those people they stay together for, i mean think of it when you get older oh wait you just said without sex yes okay I agree. yeah yeah as you get older you know when you're in your 60s 70s 80s 90s obviously the sex drive falters and sometimes just disappears completely but a lot of people are still together after all that time still love yeah. each other um and then of course you have the the long distance couples who they one the guy lives in Europe and the, the woman lives in you know Florida or something like that and like they clearly love each other they talk all the time whatever so how sustainable is that I don't know but I think I think you between the two mental intimacy mm -hmm. and sexual intimacy I would say for a, for a sustainable relationship, 
you need uh, mental intimacy because yes. the sexual part can come and go and fade or, or whatever. But if you don't have at least the mental part down, it's not gonna. Yeah. It's just gonna. It's just gonna go away. <laughs> Whereas if it's just the sexual part, you can kind of spark like a firework, but it'll just fizzle out. Um, but if you want any type of intimacy, then yeah, the mental thing this doesn't this doesn't matter at all. You can have sex with a stranger. You can have one night stand. You could have, you can see multiple people. You know, have sex with a, a few people. Just kind of rotate them in every weekend or something like that. Or you know. Mm-hmm. All right, which people do, which is fine. Um, so I, I, I think the, the, the key question, my counter question to this question would be, what do you mean by intimacy? Do, it, are you looking, are you asking for like a long term or are you asking for like, like at all on, on, on yeah. any level? Um, exactly. Yeah. So it, 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 I think it depends on what you're expecting, what you're wanting, what you need. Um, because if you need something serious and real that lasts a long time, because you're going to, in any relationship, any long-term relationship, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have parts where you're just like, dude, I just don't, not only do I not want to have sex with you, I don't want to fucking look at you right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. So. Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think you can. <sighs> yeah, well, I would agree. You're going to need enough mental intimacy to sustain the two of you over yes. through those rough waters where there's zero or, or let, let's say um you know you have a kid well obviously the two of you aren't going to be going at it then that same night after she gives birth right or a while like mm-hmm. there's a ton of things that could just happen you know um so so you that that the mental intimacy is like the, the the water that you need at the very least to kind of float through um yes. the rough seas at least but then um but i mean if you just want to go swimming at all <laughs> then yeah then you just need the the, the the sexual thing can get you through whatever whatever you want to do um yeah so no. yeah my my answer my answer would be it depends on what you want you know yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Or I'm wrong. I've been single for years. What the fuck do I know? Like, clearly, I'm full <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I think you know a lot, though. I mean, there's there's reasons why people are asking you these questions. I paid them. <laughs> Seventy five dollars per question. <laughs> uh, so you would say so you would say uh, th- they're equally important, or what? I would. I would think I would agree, and I would say mental intimacy is more important than sexual. Um, if at the very least that they're equally important. Um, but like you said, you can't, there's no relationship long-term, there's no long-term relationship that's going to be healthy if you don't have mental intimacy with the other person. You're you're not just going to, you know, freaking bone them every night and, you know, that's not going to last you, you know, long-term. You know what? I'm going to modify my answer a little bit. Okay. I'm thinking about this. Like, if I were to date a woman right now, I could not date her if I didn't find her sexually attractive. I couldn't. Okay. Even if I found her mentally attractive. But later on, let's say years, years or decades down the line, I couldn't be with her if I was, if if I didn't find her mentally attractive. I would just... Because I've been, I've had girlfriends where like six months in, I'm like, I, there's just nothing. I mean, as soon as we, I I wrote a song called Hope Kills Logic. And basically it was like, the words were, um, it's like, everything's fine till we get out of bed outside this room. We're so confused. We just get, we don't get along when the sex is gone. So let's get back to fucking where we know what to do or something like that. Like I wrote it when I was like 21 or 19 or something like that. But the point was is that like we, her and I met and it was like fireworks. And then like a few months yeah. in, it was like, oh, all we have is firework. That's it. And then, you know, months into it, you're just like, I, I, when's the last time we had a conversation yeah. of substance? Yep. Like I don't, I didn't, I've, it's been almost half a year and I haven't learned anything new about anything at all about anything from you um and there just wasn't you know what i mean there just wasn't anything so i'll also i'll modify my answer to this 
it depends on what stage of the relationship you're at. In the beginning, because people's personality, someone's personality and their intellect and everything else, that's kind of uh, the bait, right? Or, or the uh, the hook, I should say. Someone's sexuality is the bait. Like it's 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 that 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 bait that you smell and you go up to. Like if someone doesn't look attractive, if you're not if you don't look at someone, and go, huh? You're you're never gonna get to know that person because you're not you don't find any reason to someone's looks and sexual attractiveness or whatever that's mm -hmm. what pulls you in and then their personality and their intellect and everything else their value that's the hook that catches you and, and, and reels you in um so the very beginning you need that everybody needs that bait right if you're into tall guys short guys black guys white guys ripped guys soft guys uh asians or, or whatever and if, if a guy's into blondes or big breasts or skinny girls or fat women or just whatever 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 you're into uh one-legged people if, yeah, she has to be a certain religion she has to have certain eye color or whatever it is you have to have the the that initial bait that attracts you first initially okay. and then and then there has to be a hook underneath it a lot of people are a lot of people all they are is just bait and so you eat it and you go mm -hmm. oh that's tasty okay well there's nothing keeping me here i mean oh look there's more bait and, that, and that's it and then you just you know there's no hook in them right and vice versa there's a lot of people that yeah. they're just all hook and no bait so i would say in the beginning the sexual intimacy yeah. is critical to get started, but then to sustain it, um, you need that mental intimacy uh, that gives uh, <clears throat> potential and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And third question, <clears throat> how do you work to keep the spark alive in a long-term relationship? Oof. I Pizza. am probably not the best person to ask for this because I've only been in my current relationship for two-ish years, almost three. That's, but, that's longer than most. Yeah, but... um. I don't know. Greg would probably be the best answer to this because he's been with Lindsay for, you know, 13 plus years, almost probably 15 or more. And they got two kids now. So but um, from my perspective, something that I learned is um, I actually learned it on that show Queer Eye, which is such a great show. Um, if people are listening and they haven't heard of it or watched it, they need to go watch it. It's on Netflix. But one thing I learned from that show was from um, one of the five guys that are on there. His name is Tan, and he does the um, like wardrobe part of the show um, of you know the makeover. Mm -hmm. And one thing he said that has like always stuck with me since I watched the first season was that you should always you know strive to to look good and feel good in with yourself and that will help your relationship so for instance like what he was talking about was like if you don't look and feel good then you know that that's gonna make like your relationship kind of die like you you want to look and feel good for yourself and because you yourself feel good then it's just gonna like you know radiate off of you of those like good energy and good you know feelings to your partner so if you feel like shit then you know your partner's gonna probably also feel like shit and then you both are gonna get in this funk but you want to look and feel good not only for yourself but for your partner as well so that's something that, that like when i heard that i i like turned to alberto and i was like okay if i ever start looking like shit for like every single day for months on months on end you have to tell me 
Because that everybody knows that when you get in a relationship, you get comfortable with each other. You start, you know, you wear sweats every day. You don't shower for a weeks on end, like, because you're just with each other. And sometimes that, I think, in my opinion, sometimes that alone can make a relationship fizzle out because you're not trying for each other. You're not trying to impress each other anymore and to, you know, like make the other person like, you know, ooh, you look good today kind of thing. Um, so that's something like as far as, I don't know, my advice in a, in a almost two year relationship is like, you should always try to try for the other person whether that's physically or whatever um to kind of keep the spark alive because yeah i mean there's it's no like you know when you're in a relationship you you gain weight it's like the relationship's gaining weight because you're just so comfortable with each other which is it's great there's nothing wrong with it but it, it it's it's not like it's a it's a mystery like everybody knows that that happens so it's like well okay to keep the spark alive like maybe like I don't know, get dressed for one another, you know, every now and then, like go out and, and get dressed up every now and then and go to dinner or, you know, buy a fancy dress or something like, I don't know. That's just what I so think. So you said that this would be a better <laughs> question, like for Greg, cause they've been together for like 20, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they were high school sweethearts and now Greg is about to be 38. Yeah. So, what have you seen? What have you seen? You're closer to them than, than I am. What, what have you seen from them? Um, like, like, do 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 they do what you say? Where they like, they go out, they get dressed up and go out together, or like, do they go on little trips with just the two of them? Or, yeah, I think that they do. Um, and that's something that, as far as relationships go, they are probably my go-to like inspiration when it comes to healthy relationships um and what i see wow not me (laughs) wow that was the most hurtful laugh i have ever heard in my entire life um no but i mean as far as like relationships like you know mom and dad or grandpa and grandpa like i honestly think greg and Lindsay's relationship is the healthiest ones that i've seen you know out of those dude like how many people like marry the, the the girl they met when they were in was it sophomore year yeah something i think it was sophomore year because i think that's when she was coming over and greg was making egos outside yeah um yeah and then yeah so, so but yeah, yeah the, the things that i've seen you know from them is like i i know that they go they try to go to the well now they have they have a second kid that they was just born like a month ago so they haven't been doing this but they were going on you know date nights once a week at least where it was just the two of them um and i think it's also super important in a relationship for each of the each person to have their own um friend group and have their own friends and with that to go out with the, their own friends without the significant other. So obviously not all the time, like, you know, you're gonna, your friends are gonna be eventually be friends with each other. You're gonna be friends with, you know, married couples, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and you're gonna hang out together and go out together a lot, which is great. And I think that that's super healthy. I think that's a healthy way of, you know, keeping your marriage where, you know, yes, we're a married couple, but we also have, you know, our own friends where, you know, we can kind of get away and have some alone time. And with, with our parents, with mom and dad, I think that concept is very foreign to them because it's just like, I think it's just a generational thing. And I think the older generations, you know, when you're married, you're a couple, you don't go anywhere without your husband, you know, like that's just a thing. Yeah. Um, well, got same with grandma and grandpa. Exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. So, um, I think that's. I know mom is very opposed to that idea, but. Um, so, what would you say to a to a couple that's been together for like, fifteen years, ten years, uh, and it just feels stale, and um, just ugh, it's in this routine. Yeah, I would gray just, and dry. Yeah, I would just say then to get out of that routine so i would say go do something spontaneous go you know have a date night or or if they do date nights every week and they're tired of it then you know do something different for date night do instead of going to movies every week go i don't know 
go ice skating or something, you know, do something that you, they wouldn't do. Um, there's also like, you know, those books I've seen that are that help with date nights to make things more fun. Um, there's like, I don't know, apps and stuff that help you with, you know, making conversation or, or topics that you know, don't normally discuss and talking about that with your partner. I think those I think the one thing that I would say probably 90% in, in my experience that I've seen with relationships, 90% of the time why there's there's no spark is because they've stopped trying for each other. Um, and like I said, whether that's, you know, stop trying by dressing up or dressing nice and they're just in sweats all the time or, you know, they've stopped trying mentally and they just don't talk anymore. They just go, yeah, how was your day? Good, good. Okay, I'm going to bed. Okay, good night. You know, so having more meaningful conversations, that's probably what I what I see the most as far as like friends and family and then even, you know, t- TVs and movies, you see that a lot. So I, I would say just kind of reevaluate, talk with your partner, see you know what's missing if they're feeling the same way what they think you know you you guys could do together um but i would say probably 90 percent of the time it's because one or both of the of people in the really that relationship has stopped trying so i would i would focus on that yeah i mean that that's that's good advice that's pretty sound of just kind of like <laughs> it's like a lawnmower pulling that cord <laughs> trying to get it trying to get that going again yeah because it's a lot i mean take mom and dad they they've definitely stopped trying with one another and it it, it can boil down i mean the, just the phrase stop stop trying is so broad that it, it can apply to i would say almost everybody as far as they've stopped trying to like i said dress better they've stopped trying to i don't know like love the other person and kiss them every day you know it, it can apply so much so i think that's like one of the main i things. think uh, if, in terms of that I, I think it's just manifested in a different way now like it's no longer the classic like love you dear i'll be home oh so good to see you again and they get yeah. dressed and go on dates i think it's more of like um I love you and I'm going to show you by reminding you to take your goddamn medication and then yelling at you <laughs> if you forget. And then dad goes, I love you. And this is how I'm going to show you. I love you by staying out of your way and not bothering you. And then I'll fix something. Right. But alone, like they're, they're trying to do it in like a different in their, in their own ways. But then you get the communication part where like, they're not, the other one doesn't acknowledge it or appreciate it and then the other person feels unappreciated and then the resentment builds up silently and then yeah yeah and see and that could tie into the love languages that that oh yeah 100 percent. and i i tell tell him that yeah you know that directly correlates to when mom tells him to reminds him to give him his medication to her yeah deep down that's showing her love for him because she obviously doesn't want him to die and she wants him to take his meds but to dad, he doesn't like that. And he doesn't understand that type of, you know, the way that she shows her love. And to dad, the way she mom can show him love is if she did the dishes for him or if she did, right. you know, yeah. something else, took out the chat, whatever it is. So that that yeah, that exactly is. <laughs> excuse me. That's exactly the correlation. love language yeah, conflict. The correlation, <laughs> yeah, between all of them. Where that. they both have different types, and they also both don't care. Yep. <laughs> about, about, like, that's just a death knell. Yeah, um, exactly. I would say a lot of times if, 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 if a couple is having issues where the spark doesn't feel alive, and you know, after a long time, years, decades, a lot of it has come down to they've strained too, they've strayed too far away from like, their core like yeah. what 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 made them fall in love what what made them love each other it's been too long since they've revisited that like campfire you mm-hmm. know what i mean they've, they've just wandered off in different directions too long so like they need to they need to find that campfire again they need yeah. to, they need to like okay let's go let's just go back let's just go back like t- take a day and then you know you don't if especially if it's been a long time 10 20 years or something like that it can be really hard to be like hey i have an idea let's both get dressed up and go on a date together because 
It's like, what the fuck, dude? It's been 20 years. Who are yeah. you? Like, what is this a game show? Am I being punked? Is Ashton Kutcher? What's going on? Um, but like, you can start just by, you know, driving somewhere or going somewhere or even just sitting outside or, or just uh, at some point, like, so if someone's wanting to keep the spark alive, that means at least one of them cares still mm -hmm. to keep the spark alive. Uh, if not both and so you can still ask you know go back to the very beginning be like do you remember our, the first time we met or do you remember our first date or when um or or if you're a guy buy buy the cologne you wore the first time you saw, or or if it's like axe body spray or some shit <laughs> or if you're a woman wear the fur the perfume that you wore on your first date and then you know just and then just say hey hey uh, do you recognize the smell? I, 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 this is what I wore on our first date. Or um, order the food you got on your first dinner. Or, ma or, or make the food yes. that you got on your first dinner. Yeah. You know, things, it's just something that, that goes back to the very beginning. Yeah. Um, or like play a song that the two of you really, whatever, and then but 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 turn the volume up and then do you remember do you remember this song just something it's it's like that movie inception mm -hmm. with leonardo DiCaprio, yes. where, every, where everybody has that totem mm -hmm. that even if you're two three four five six dreams deeps you have that totem that keeps you grounded to to, to the original reality yeah right yeah. a lot of people are six seven eight dreams deep like they're just and time has slowed down or gone to it's it's, it's all warped but they need to find that totem again and I, and I think I think that's the first step to find that spark again is to remind each other like oh yeah you're still that girl and you're still that boy I mean you're just behind all the fat and wrinkles and hair and and an old age and and all the and all the the overtime hours the job and and the nine kids and all the pets and in-laws and the drama and the and the broken plumbing and everything else you're still that person in there that's yeah. right i totally forgot you know um something like that that that's what i would do yeah um and then if you if you if you can both emotionally revisit that campfire i know i'm using like nine different analogies <laughs> right. or metaphors um then you can metaphorically sit and have marshmallows and make s'mores there again mm -hmm. you know and camp out there and then i don't know go from there yeah well i, I remember too this quote that some i don't know if i saw it in a movie or what but it was a quote that was like you've been you know let's let's as far as married couples go with who has you know families and stuff um and it's like let's say you know their kids are grown up and you know there's no spark in their relationship and whatnot and there's a quote i remember it said you've been a parent and you've been a mother and you've been a father for you know 30 40 plus years and now that your kids are finally gone they've left the nest they're off you know with their own families or jobs or whatever now you both have to come back together and learn how to be a couple again after 30 mm -hmm. 40 years be, to, to be the people you were in the very beginning that, yes. that exactly exactly that. and that's like that's something that's just you know it can be so foreign to some people because they have to learn how to live with each other again just the two of them and and how to yeah be a couple again how to date basically each other or even for the first time because a lot of people they weren't living together. They didn't live together until after they had kids. They didn't get married until after they had kids. So they've never in their entire lives just lived with the other person. Yep, exactly. It's never been just them. And so it's a whole different like, oh, it is just you forever now. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and a lot of people, they get married and they have a kid right away. So. They, mm -hmm. they've never like like you said they've never lived with each other and they've never had to <clears throat> be with that person just single singly that person so it, it's rough but yeah i think a lot of it is just talking with your partner you know starting to date again and starting to just go back to the basics go back to the you know dating 101 get get ready for each other try you know to to go on a date or or to do something you know just the two of you i think that's whatever that looks like for that person for that couple is 
I'm sure. Could've. Or they can do what they did in the 60s and 70s, which is uh, two couples would go on these um, these things where they, they would just go on LSD trips together. Oh my God. Or like what? an Orland acid trip together. Or yeah, like <laughs> they would go to these like, not parties, but it'd be like a couples thing where they go to someone's house and there'd be like, you know, eight, nine different couples and they would bond and like everyone would take acid like a tab of acid or or they would go on an lsd trip or mush or shrooms or something like that and they would, they would experience that together um oh and gosh. then just having that heightened i don't know why i'm talking about this please don't yeah. do this but <laughs> they would have those heightened experience it's kind of like um when when, when couples like do bungee jumping together yeah or, or, or skydiving together just that adrenaline dopamine rush at the same time builds that chemistry because you both experience something terrifying at the same time and survive at the same time and so a bonding happens yeah you know what i mean it it, it, it it's why uh going to amusement park as a couple is so great because just going on roller coasters and stuff at the same time with with this girl you like or with this boy you like you still you you have that bonding of that adrenaline moment or there or if a couple does something brand new like uh I don't know, like laser tag or what's that wind tunnel thing where you you jump in the air and you, and you just float in the air. What the fuck's that called? It's like a wind tunnel, but vertical, and they it just it's like a big ass fan that just blows oh, you like up in the, the air. Oh, like the skydiving thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. anything that causes like like, like an adrenaline rush at the same time, yeah, uh, create creates a sort of like chemical bond. <laughs> No, um, totally, which, I agree. You know, same thing with like the drugs, but um, well, do the, that. the whole drug. So, thing if you really love was... someone, the two of you just jump off a cliff is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, the whole drug thing that reminds me of that. It was a, a <clears throat> excuse me, um, the drug thing. It reminds me of there was a show on Hulu. It was called Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCartney and a bunch of other actors, actresses, and it was basically a retreat, like a couple's retreat slash. It didn't have to be couples, but it was a retreat, a wellness retreat. Um, mm. And Nicole Kidman's character was like the top person um, leading the. Uh, oh, I saw the trail. Like yes. she buries someone in a grave, right? Or something? E yes. That was like for one exercise that they were doing at that retreat. Oh, I thought um, it was. Okay. But yeah, she, you, I mean, spoiler alert. She, you find out she was drugging the, all the people there um, with like a little bit of like hallucinogens and stuff in their smoothies um, to kind of like bring them closer together to have these like experiences together. I mean, it probably worked, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and that's the whole yeah. that's the whole point of the show, which it was a book before that they turned into show, but that's the whole point. It's like, then they find out that they've been being drugged and they're pissed about it at first and then they're like, well, maybe it was working and then like, like one of the couples, they were like, I know it's like terrible that you know we were drugged but also you know i had such a good time last night <laughs> so it's like you know kind of figure that i i mean it just depends sometimes it works so our answer is to just go do drugs. the two of you go into a dive bar head to the bathroom and then just do coke off each other's asses <laughs> um you're welcome uh, yes just be safe <laughs> The, I mean, they're using the buddy system already, so they got that going for them. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think we answered that question great for being who we are, where we're at. We nailed it. Yeah, we, we nailed, nailed it. it. All right, so that wraps it up for uh, relationship questions with uh, Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> if you have any other questions, go ahead and write us in. We will be answering it with uh, variable guests or a variety of guests, I should say. Um, and uh, Lindsay will be joining us for more. And until then, Lindsay, uh, it was good talking to you. Yeah, same here. I Hopefully everything we answered was uh, was good. We are personally responsible mm -hmm. for 12 to 13 divorces. <laughs> yeah, let's put a little disclaimer that we really don't condone drugs. Unless Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>